Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Welcome back to Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is the Danny Baderas story, part two. Previously, we spoke about the early years, the variety of his teammates and the unbreakable bond they share to this day, as well as being his own harshest critic. The story continues. You were complete opposites, yourself and Andrew. On the field, though, an amazing and really positive combination on the field. Off the field, Andrew was known to lead you astray once or twice. Yeah. Let's go back to your good mate Mark Hughes' wedding where you were the both groomsmen. <laughs> what happened, Danny? Did Joey get oh, you? Well, I've, I've sort of just come home. Yeah, he did. He did get me. I've, I've come home from the UK, I think, and I was I, I just sort of was that excited. I, I don't know where what was going on, but I was sort of on a strand tour. So I, I hadn't been around the group for much, all my, my mates, and I got... You know, sort of from about the Thursday, the wedding was on the Saturday. Great to be home. How good's this? Got got Hughes's wedding, um, and then yeah, I, I got definitely led astray. Uh, it is one of my. I'll talk about chasing referees around how that yeah. was a great regret, but this is a personal uh, regret. This one, so uh, yeah, we we just ex- exceeded uh, the alcohol consumption, yep. and and really. My nickname Blubber came from there, uh, where my head just used to go to Blubber, and my head, my neck muscles sort of just, <laughs> just uh, become really relaxed. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the wedding is such um, was a bit of a blur. It yeah. was very quick, and um, so yeah, I, I, I can't put that completely down to Joey, but geez, he's a big part of it. I'm going to say it was pretty much a big, a huge part of it. But Mate, there was a suggestion that you were almost replaced as a groomsman <laughs> in the hour leading up to it, and there was a. There was another John's brother perhaps placed on standby to, yeah. to take your spot. Well, I think my responsibilities were replaced as, yeah. Yeah, as an, from another groomsman. So, yeah, it was um, – and I, God love Kira Lee, his, his beautiful wife, and yep. at the time give me a massive rocket two days later. So I've never forgotten it. So ever since that day, you've got to learn from your mistakes, yeah. Andy. I think I've learned – I haven't had too many opportunities to be another groomsman, put it that way. Mate, it's fair to say while some of the names we mentioned earlier get enormous raps, the backbone and core of the Newcastle Knights, guys like Steve Crow, guys like Bill Peden, Paul Marquette, Adam Muir, tough, no frills, no bullshit type of guys. You you speak about balance and um, everyone sees the balance on the field, but a big part of it is the balance in the personalities and – you can throw Matty Parsons into that one. Big yeah. Parso was a, a real um, jovial, yep. good guy that you know always played so well uh, every week, and it's just a down to earth country yep. guy. Um, Steve Simpson, just another one. Yeah, another one that's just uncompromising. Yep. Um, so we did have a, a good balance of personalities there. So, but the two guys, as you spoke about, Paul Maquette and Bill Pete, and when mm. I was training preseason or training anything from a physical point of view, I'd always just try and get up near them and stay, stay with they them. They were the benchmark. And they were the benchmark. Yep. Um, you know, you'd, you'd, you wouldn't just go around a hat for Paul Marquette. You'd go a metre around it or you wouldn't just do a chin up. You'd do a, a chest up, you know. Yep. It's, it's just everything was above and beyond. And, and and then you'd behind that you'd see Billy trying to do the same as him and then behind – uh, those two, you'd see probably someone like myself and, and yeah. Kirk Gidley and all these guys try to try to do the same as those guys. So, 
Uh, I'm understanding in the hooker position you had to be a, a good defender, but you had to be fit as yeah. well. So you had to be able to, um, to to do everything at a high speed. So I had to challenge myself to be as fit as I could. You're now in football administration, and it's also 25 years on from what we're just talking about, but does that still apply? You're, or of course, you're looking for wonderful on-field combinations, but you're looking for a combination of different personal characteristics that complement and make up a dressing room. You can't have too many of the loose guys. You can't have too many serious guys. You've got to have a really subtle mix of both. Oh, absolutely. you still got to have it. And you see some of those guys, you know, you look at Melbourne at the, at the moment yep. and – and you look at uh, Cameron Munster and, and Brandon Smith, those two guys, you go, look at their personalities, look what they got. Victor Radley, you know, three guys I just love watching because they just put it all on the line. Yeah. Uh, they put it all on the line every game, every minute, yeah. come get me. So you need those sort of characters in your team and to have success. And yep. uh, it does go into recruitment. There's no doubt about that, what you need uh, personalities and on and off field. It's, it, it's, a, it's a big part of it. But, um, yeah, I don't think it's changed. I think it's become even more important. Yeah. I think I'm right in saying you're actually part of a very rare club that debuted for their country before their state, 01 Kangaroo, 02 Blue. Yes, that's right. Yeah, 01. Um, yeah, I still remember uh, debuting at Wellington. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was, um, that was, that was amazing uh, to, to do that. And then um, that, was, that was over in a really good team, as I spoke about, going into that environment for me, um, seeing Wendell Saylor and all these guys that just challenging you and sledging you at training. Yep. And you just go, well, what, the, what about this? This is, this is amazing. And just lapping it all up and, and, you know, having it was a really good period for me. And around that time, um, Very. you know, so we had, as I spoke about it, I had a, a good probably five, four or five Knights players going into these teams all the time. Um, so I felt pretty comfortable and combinations had Joey floating around. So every time we got a, an opportunity to go into those teams, it was, it was awesome. So, uh, yeah, that was you know, to, to represent um, Australia. I still believe it's, it is – no, sorry, it is for me the, the highest thing you can do. Um, you know, you want to talk about uh, the pinnacle of the game. It's got to be pulling on that green and gold jersey. Uh, origin is different. It's a, the product and it's the event. It's yep. the, what goes along with it has seemed to be a, a, a huge thing for the game, which it is, but um, everyone's still striving to, to pull on that green and gold jersey. Interesting you say that because if I do ask about debuts or playing for state, playing for country, I never know if the athlete is bullshitting if they say, no, playing for Australia is more important than state of origin because I know how important origin is for all you guys. But I think you've put it correctly. Playing for your country is playing for your country yeah. and the biggest accolade. Origin, it's about the event and it's about the momentum and the hype. And, yeah, it's very special. But playing for your country is absolute pinnacle. It has to be. It, it, in any sport, in anything you're trying to do, you're, you're representing your country mm. because – what's gone before you. And, and I'm always a big believer of the pioneers and you know, the people that have gone before you and, and dug the well and uh, some of the stories you hear. And we, between 2000 and, and sort of 2006, there was a lot of tours, there was a lot of tours over to the UK and I was lucky enough to be yep. able to part of a lot of those and still some some of those guys and some of the, the memories just stick with me. You know, there were some of those, those games and those um, – 
know, the, the, the Great Britain tests and then we had the English tests. And, you know, I, I really hope they bring back those Great Britain games because it's some of the most – it's a different type of footy. It's, yeah, it is. It's so brutal. It is so physical. It's brutal. I remember Adrian Morley getting sent off eight seconds into a game. Trying to decapitate Robbie Kearns. Yeah, and, and you got the fans. It's just brutal. It's yeah. dark. It's cold. It's – it's like you're on another planet playing mm. this game, and um, you know that's you know, back then we had I mean, Robbie Kearns, like you spoke about there, when Adrian Morley took his head off. Um, there's so many players; it was a spiteful, dirty game. But we always had Darren Lockyer that would just at the last second pull pull something out of the hat and get us home. And um, freak, yeah, I think playing for Australia, I've never seen in my era anyway. Uh, Lockyer was just phenomenal, but yeah. playing for New South Wales, I think. Um, and you think about that blue jersey, it's Andrew Johns. Mm. I think that in that era, Joey, but for Australia, uh, it was Darren Lockyer. What do you remember of your first Origin game? Was it everything you thought it would be? Yeah, absolutely, and more. And yeah. more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's, it. it's a circus. It's, it's, it's the build-up, the yep. event, uh, getting selected, uh, the players that didn't get selected, um, you know, what's, what fight's going to be before the game, who's going to say this, who's going to do what. Um, the bonding night, yeah. it's the bonding night. So all these things you've heard about, and all of a sudden you go, "Oh, geez, I'm living this. This is this is awesome." Yeah. And the clothes that you get, you know, how much of, of the tracksuits and all that. It's you're just living out a bit of a dream, and um, and then the footy goes along with it. It's just it's nothing like. And you, you, we used to get legends come in and, and talk to us, and they just said, "You won't even have a chance to look at the scoreboard." And when you do look at the scoreboard, it'd be half an hour of the game gone. And that's that's exactly right. It's just a a game where just just keeps going, just keeps going. And, um, you know, Queenslanders, uh, the way that they, what they think of New South Welshmen yep. is a lot more than what we have. You know, I guess even today you hear of um, Queenslanders um, saying that the, where you're from, Queensland, where we don't say we're, we're from New South Wales. Mm. You know, we say we're from Australia. Yeah. But they're like, oh, where are you from, Queensland? So yeah. it's, a, it's a passionate state and that's what – um, now I think both states are very passionate, very passionate. But uh, it always comes down to just that origin moment. Um, and that's I don't what buy into it. the the passion thing that one's greater than the other. No, I buy no. into the hatred thing. Yeah, I, I genuinely yeah. think they hate us more yeah. than, than than we hate the Queenslanders. I agree. That's that's true. That's true. And it, that becomes frustrating when you do hear about the passionate thing because it's it's always passion. Bullshit. Yeah. But on the back of it, the hatred becomes that little bit more intensity yep. at times, and and that's that's enough to get Queensland home. The footy's back. Here's my first tip of the season. Make it personal. Your name, your number on your jersey at yourjersey.com.au. Official licensed NRL jerseys, retros, polos and training shirts all in the one place for men, women and the little ones too. For an exclusively unfiltered deal, go to yourjersey.com.au forward slash Andy and type Andy in as your coupon code to receive a bonus gift with any order. Gear up, legends. Around this time, the promotion at club level to captain was mirrored in the state side. Are you a natural leader or a natural captain? No, I wasn't. When I came, became captain of New South Wales, I wasn't even captain of the Knights. So I had a bit of... Um, uh, Belief, I guess, of not being able to do it. I didn't believe in myself, so I was thinking, how am I going to get anyone else to believe in me? So, wow, yeah, I, I just didn't believe that I could do a, a state and control and be a captain of all these players that have you know, captains of their own club. So, mm. Gus Gould got me uh, at a at a bit of a 
it was a bit of a get together. It was a bit of a, a fitness session, probably a few weeks before Origin kicked off, and just a get together, have a bit of lunch. And he said, "Mate, I'm going to make you captain because I believe this is a good role for you." And I said, "Mate, I can't do that." I said, "Mate, you serious? I'm just asking you to, to do something that could be could change your life." You know? Yeah. So he goes, "You got till the end of the day." So I've got. Um, I had lunch, thought about it, spoke to some of the guys that are captain, you know, Craig Fitzgibbon, Andrew Ryan, uh, Nathan Marsh, guys that I'd, I'd come through that era with. And yep. I said, what do you think about this? They said, mate, do it. It'll be the best thing you'll ever do. Uh, but they said, promise me one thing, just don't change who you are and don't change the way you play and you'll be fine. And and that was it. And I sort of never looked back other than the bonding night. We had a bonding night where about three or four folks got sent home and yeah. there was a $50,000 fine and I went, hey, this is not for me. Yeah. This is not for me. I'm only captain on the field. Yeah, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'll never forget. I, I had a room by myself and a couple yep. of players, oh, can we go for a few more beers? Let's go ask us, go and ask us if yep. we can go for a few more beers. I said, boys, we've had a good night. It's midnight. Let's go home. We've had, we all ripped in. and yep. um and then I went and asked Gus, and Gus said, over my dead body, you're going anywhere, mate. And you get those boys, you pull them in the line and tell them they're not going anywhere. So I said, boys, nah, can't go out. Then a few have gone out. And the next morning, it all kicked off. Yeah, so it all kicked off. So, you know, a couple got sent home, and we we had a, a weekend away to think about the, our, and the way that it all went down. And yep. we had to come back in on the Monday for the Wednesday game, and, and I, that's when I had to show some leadership. You know? yeah. So I had to talk about how do we bring this team together and, um, and that's where I started to really understand what leadership was about. And then the, the following game, uh, Gus brought Freddie back, which I learned a hell of a lot off as well. So far, you've said you're very self-critical. You yeah. maybe lacked a little bit of confidence as we sit here now, and you look back, right decision or wrong decision in saying yes to the captaincy in New South Wales? The right decision, yeah. I, I, I definitely, like, it's, I was so lucky to be able to just run out onto that, you know, would have given for everyone else to experience the same thing to yep. run out first, but that was a really proud. Um, and you, you go right back. You go right back to your under eights coach. You go right back to anyone that's had anything to do with you. The lady in the canteen that used to give you a free red skin or, yeah. or stuff like that, and you get all of a sudden you you take pride in seeing those those guys that would have seen you grow up and go. I remember that young mm. kid. So um, yeah, it's it's the right decision. And you know, in, in that time, it was um, you know we had some success for New South Wales, which. I was lucky enough to be a part of. To have your name written in the history books as a Dally M medal winner, you achieved it in 2004. What does that mean to you? You're the uh, best in the game. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an amazing thing to be able to say, a, a great personal accolade, but um, you give them back for, and you hear it at nauseam now, or you give yeah. that back for a premiership or you give that back for change that. But, you know, as far as a personal accolade, and I sort of went through to – at the time, we had a lot of injuries at the night, mm. so it was, a, it was just a way to celebrate the year because I, I had a toe injury myself, which I had to get needled um, to, to play uh, for 12 weeks, and then I had mm. to get an operation at the end of it. So I just kept pushing through, put, putting the team first. That's the other thing I, I think hopefully people think of me, always put the team first. Yeah. And um, I was putting the team first and getting through games. We weren't winning too many games, but I was uh, – Playing okay and you know, picking up some points in a in a team that probably wasn't win, winning many games and found myself with that medal around my neck. So it was, um, you know, once again a a time um, you know you always appreciate appreciate and look back on and and, and be very fond of. But um, you know when I was playing, I didn't look back too many times. I'm, I'm, you do that post post playing and yep. in retirement now, and then it's great to say that. It was 17 years ago. Where's the Dalian medal now? Yeah, I've sent it all. Everything I own is is not at my house. Yeah. Uh, it's all the way um, at my mum and dad's, and um, 
you know, God love like with my mum and dad, you get a, you know, a little bit emotional talking about them because they, I'm a father of three myself and I left home at 15, just nearly turning 16, yeah. and um, that, I've got to thank them for that because they could have easily said, no, you're staying here, you're finishing school, you're doing this, you're doing that, mm. but they sort of said, go follow your dream, and I know mum you know, has, has never forgiven herself for letting me go because yeah. she didn't know what was going on. What's going on down there? Yeah. She loves to know what's going on. Are you behaving on. yourself, Yeah, you're Daniel? behaving yourself. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I left pretty early, but mum and dad have, you know, Never impeded. There's never been car coaching. You hear like, the term yeah. car coaching with your parents get in the car and tell you what you should have done well and oh, should have done better and what yep. you did well. And uh, mum and dad have well, – my mum did coach me in under eights. Uh, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I used to tape the nails up and out she goes. I still remember that pretty vividly. And But dad stayed right out of it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great to say I was a, a rugby league fan. Under Brian Smith, Newcastle had a pretty difficult 2008. You announced you were leaving for the UK at the end of the season. After 12 years, countless memories, how difficult, how heartbreaking was that decision to make? I just thought my, my time was up. I, the club was going through a real uh, a period of change. It wanted to change um, a lot of things. Uh, the, the lot of guys that pathwayed through to become local players, yep. um, and that had changed. Um, I was here to, here to bring in people to, to – um, to so-called think they could win, and yeah. um, but at the same time, when you grow up understanding what Newcastle is about, and I spoke about that Steve Crow mentality, that DNA, all these kids knew about it. Uh, they were getting told they're no longer required. Um, go away! You, you're not you're not strong enough. You're not yep. this. You're not that. And so I sort of had to stand up in a few different ways for for the players. Uh, the Kirk Reynolds issue, issue that, was, yeah. that was huge, where he had to play two more games to activate his next year's contract. Yep. He played thirteen. And then um, hurt himself, and there was still eight games to go, and yep. he was ready to go for probably the last four or five, and just didn't wasn't sided, wasn't sided, yeah. wasn't allowed to be sided. Okay. So yeah, that was a big thing, and so I just knew my time was up. My time was up. Um, so in saying that, the three years I had over in the UK were just I got a chance to play with so many guys I I played against uh, for those tours, those Great mm. Britain Lion tours, the England tours. You know, I spoke about Jamie Peacock, Kevin Sinfield. I say his name gets that emotional already. Um, Robert Burrow, yeah, um, Danny Danny Maguire, um, Brent Webb, um, so many, so many cool Kyle little way. Just kept it going on. And it's called the golden decade for the Leeds Rhinos. So yes. I was in, involved in an amazing team, an amazing time, and uh, I learnt a lot of two different captains. Joey is a, as I spoke about that that captain that was on teetering on the edge all the yeah. time, and then the ice cold Kev Sinfield. That no matter what the score, no matter what the situation in the game is he's he stayed the same and um you know I learned a lot off off those guys. Did you enjoy the UK despite the Challenge Cup experiences? Yeah well we we, we just couldn't win the Challenge Cup. Yeah we we lost we lost a couple. Yeah it was just um a really disappointing period watching the cl- uh, the, the other teams walk up those stairs, those those famous stairs and picking up the trophies. So um had to reset Reset and, mm. and and get ready for the the Super League Premiership and and we did that really well. We we, we won a couple of those and um, yeah, that elusive Challenge Cup just couldn't happen. But uh, speak about um, the, the the grounds and the difference between Wembley and and, and Old Trafford. Um, Old Trafford when you got those two big sets of fans and you got those those crowds going at it um, in that environment, uh, playing at that famous ground and speaking about that that. That try of Rob Burrow, um, you know, that 2011 grand final. Yeah, that was just to see that vision from where I was standing. It was um, you know, he's one hell of a player, Robbie, and and just to see what he's doing now. And 
it's just it's heartbreaking to, yeah. to to see it, but and not be able to contribute in, in any and all help out and and that that sort of team. You've seen what all the teammates are doing for him over there. Kevin, it's amazing, isn't amazing. it? Just raised raising so much money and awareness for, mm. for um, what he's going through, and you know it's um, it's heartbreaking. As we sit here in 2021, do you have regrets about leaving Newcastle, leaving early, or do can you look back now and say no? It was the right thing to do to go to Leeds. Yeah, so I'm I'm sitting. I've had three years at Leeds, and I'm sitting there in my lounge room. I still remember it. And Wayne Bennett rings up and goes, "How about you come home and, and finish something that you started?" I yeah. said, what, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Come, come, come and finish off here at Newcastle." So it was really tempting to to do that, to hear that because I'm beloved Knights. Yeah, and he's spot on what he said. Come and finish here in Newcastle. Reintroduce yourself back into the footy here, and um. It, it really played on my mind, and but at the same time, I was just about to sign another two years with um, with Leeds, mm. and um, you know, oh sorry, I had signed two years with Leeds, so I was going to be staying for five. I was more than comfortable. I was more than comfortable to do that, and so I had to get out of that contract, which I just didn't take lightly because it's like I said, once I I commit to something, I like to follow through yep. with it. So I had to, a fair bit of business to go on to to for for Leeds to release me to come home. I had to find another hooker to go over there. That was one of the the um, rules Gary Hetherington yep. put on me, so I rang. I remember ringing Alan Tung, uh, I rang Matty Ballon, all these guys to come over. Come over, it's a great place. You'll yeah. have a great time. Um, but it just didn't work out that way. None of those guys. One retired, I think. Um, both of them retired, or Matty went and did something else. And so I just uh, got out of that contract and, and came home. And mm. um, yeah, the the Nathan Tinkler era, the Wayne Bennett era. It had so many. Promises and so more, more so much optimism about it and what was going to be and um, yeah, twenty thirteen was a a year where we we got to the prelim. Yeah, uh, that was my last year. But um, you know, it was it was an interesting couple of years, that's to say the least. But um, you know, I was, I was glad I came back in the end. Did it at least feel right? I think it did. finishing. Yeah, uh, you've, you'd come full circle. Yeah, it did. And it's one thing I I learned off um, Gary Hetherington's wife wife Kath Hetherington who was. She was owner of Hull, Hull FC over there at the time. She goes, you're going home. What are you going home for? You, you love it here. I said, I know I love it here. She goes, you know, it won't be the same. Nothing's ever the same when you leave it. And I, I just sort of, it's always so true and I always go yeah. back to that and I go, that's you're so right. You're so right. And it, it definitely wasn't the same. Everything had changed. Everything was different. Um, it was about winning, winning a competition. And we were in a position to win a competition. We yeah. did have some players and we had the coach. We had a, a great Great roster, but um, we just didn't get the job done. Two years with the Knights and on your way to a grand final, you just announced your retirement. Then you collided with Jared Rhea Hargreaves' elbow, knocking you out cold. That would be the last act, unfortunately, of a decorated career. It's a cruel game. You deserved to finish better than that, didn't you? <laughs> Mate, I, sometimes, even today, tomorrow, it could be in two weeks' time, I still think about it. I, Do I, you? Yeah, I might be doing something just by myself. could be mowing the lawns or yep. – Doing something that a chore or something. I go, how the hell has that happened? What yeah. happened there? And I still remember vividly. I sort of came up on him and, and just got him underneath the ball, um, one or two tackles, or maybe a set beforehand. And that game was crazy. We had so many people there to watch it to get into yeah. our, our, into the grand final, and probably a little bit too enthusiastic and not, you know, like I said, I go and think about it all the time. Mm. How how. Now, why weren't you calm? And what did you do this for? And and then the next time he re- readjusted his his um his bumper, his, yep. his fending arm, and it just that was the end of me. It just hit me right in the spot, and um that was 
Yeah, I was, I was concussed and, and, and knocked out. So um, that year I had a, a, a couple of back operations, but we had a bit of a run the last probably 10 or 12 games. Yep. We came back, we got our team together, and we had a good run at it. And um, But just, yeah, it was a really disappointing way to finish, um, not only losing the game, but um, being concussed to saying goodbye to the game. Looking back at a 16-year playing career at the top level, countless milestones, both individual and team successes, what are you most proud of? Uh, I guess proud of hopefully what people would say. Uh, they said to talk about um, belief as a person and yep. um, confidence and all that. Hopefully, people say um, it was a it's a tough competitor and a, re- a respected competitor. And that's um, I guess that's what I'm proud about. I'd, hopefully, I'm pretty sure that would happen. I'm, I'd like to th- I'd like to think, but um, yeah, that's and to say I played it. Um, at the Knights, a club that it, um, you know, it's given an opportunity to play at um, and made so many great relationships. The game for me is about um, the people and, and the mm. friends you make and, and that's that's one thing. I've, I've got plenty of friends and, and, and got plenty of memories out of the game. So uh, it's also about winning and winning trophies and um, also got one of those. So, um, yeah, wouldn't have changed it for the world. I'm, I'm still involved and, um, you know, I've, I've, I'm in a good, good period of my life at the moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's. I love to see this Newcastle Knights team um, succeed under Adam O'Brien, and I'll be doing everything I can to help out. Two hundred and fifty-seven games for the Newcastle Knights, eighty-two for the Leeds Rhinos, twenty-one Origins, twenty-four Tests. You've had a wonderful career. Your achievements have been matched only by the manner in which you've carried yourself, which is an example, I believe, of all things good in rugby league. Danny Baderas, you sir are a legend. Appreciate it, Andy. The Danny Baderas story, a beauty. We hope you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered. Before you go, we'd love a five-star rating and review on whatever podcast app you're listening on. It helps us on the search engines as we look to expand the podcast throughout 2021. Each week, we're giving away a free Andy Raymond Unfiltered trucker's hat to the best review. Make sure you come back soon, legends. Legends.